the most critical element to the next level of success in business, relationships, and life is connection. When you have a grip in your voice because of a number of reasons, you're like a trampoline, you're like a rubber band, you're like a wall. We just bounce right off of it. We cannot get in, we cannot connect. Far too many people are driven from the place that creates the voice grip. It's gotta go because connection is critical. That's what I'm talking about today on the podcast. I think you're going to like this episode, and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today. As always, I love having you as a listener, and I've got a great episode for you today. Today, I'm going to talk about the voice grip. Now, quickly, make sure you are getting the notifications for what I've got coming up. I've got some really cool, different programs coming up. And I don't know if you have gotten my list of all the affected voices. For a while, I was doing a lot of videos around affected voices that we take on and how damaging that is and how they're processed in the subconscious of the listener. And you can get that list at captivatetheroom.com forward slash repel. And I'm going to be doing some episodes on those affected voices. You want to make sure you don't have those, but you do want to make sure you're getting notifications about all the cool things that I have coming up. Now, let's talk about a voice grip. There are some things that I teach that are super easy to explain. They seem more tangible. They, they almost, It's almost like you can touch, taste, feel them in a way. If I talk about adding emphasis to a word or slowing down, even though it's not a tangible, it feels more tangible. But when I talk about things like vocal energy or voice grip, it's different. It's a little harder to grab a hold of. And I tell people all the time, I wish you could get in my head and hear how I hear your voices. I was talking about masks the other day, and I was talking about defense, arrogance, needing to prove, and how they're really all in the same bucket, but they are subtly different, and I can hear them differently. In fact, that reminds me, I'm going to have a quiz, a voice masks quiz coming out really soon. If you want to find out what your voice mask is, I need to remind you to jump in there and take that quiz. Okay, back to the voice grip. So there's intense people and there's not so intense people. They're more laid back. I am a very intense person. However, I don't have a voice grip. So I want to separate what is intense versus what is a grip? 
Intense is like passion. Intense is passion and vocal energy. I have an intensity about me, but my sound is flowing to you. I'm not gripping it. I'm not keeping it from you. I'm just intense. Now, somebody that is laid back, which could be anybody that maybe you work at a lower vocal energy and maybe you're not as intense. It doesn't mean you're not passionate, but you might not have a vocal grip. Either person, intense, not intense, introvert, extrovert, passionate, not passionate, high vocal energy, low vocal energy, anybody like that can get a grip in their voice. So let me be clear that a voice grip is not any of those things that I've just mentioned. I'm hopefully going to explain this to you in a way that it makes sense and give you some examples. So you're hearing my voice a certain way, and I don't have a grip on my voice. But I can put a grip on my voice, and that means I'm going to tighten up and lock up to what degree you get the flow of my sound. So I'm not trying to control an outcome right now. I'm not trying to get things right. I'm not trying to say the right words. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just teaching you something. I'm just talking to you and you're not even here. But if I get a little more intense or a little more focused on the outcome, or I start to believe that you aren't going to give me what I want, or you're not listening to me, or I've already decided how this is going to go down, hopefully you can hear the difference in my sound because I have a grip on my voice. That literally hurt my throat when I did that because the muscles of my throat, my neck, had to tighten up to lock that sound up. So a grip, think about gripping the tightness of your gripping those, what are those squeeze ball things that they use for stress? You're gripping that. You're gripping money. You're gripping sand. You're gripping a fist. You can do the same thing with your voice. And when you do, it's not going to flow to me. It is not going to have an invitation for me to come close. Now, I will tell you the general causes of a voice grip. These are some things that people do that automatically creates a grip. And nobody ever realizes that they have a grip. Occasionally, or maybe even 50% of the time, I'll say, do you, do you have that? Can you tell you have a grip on your voice? Half the time people are like, what are you even talking about? But I can hear it. It's a strain. It's a stretch. It's a tightness. It's a, I don't even want to use the word intensity again, but it's a mission. It's, I am holding this thing so tight because you are not getting in here. And it doesn't even have to have an angry tone. That had a little bit of an angry tone, but it can have a not so angry tone, but you are not getting in here. Do you see the grip in, or hear the grip in my voice? I'm not letting you in. You are not getting in here. And that's exactly what happens when we have a voice grip. Like I said, we're not inviting people in. We're not letting people in. We're not letting them get close. We're not letting them have any control. 
And I'll tell you straight up, one of the biggest causes of the vocal grip, control. If you are prone, I'm going to say this real nice, to being a control freak, there is an excellent chance that there is a grip in your voice. If you are desperate to get the outcome you want, if you are desperately trying to drive us to an outcome, there is an excellent chance that you have a vocal grip. If you are so incredibly focused on getting the words right, getting them perfect, chances are good you have a voice grip. In fact, I was thinking about one of my favorite people the other day that I had an opportunity to work with. Lovely, lovely woman. One of my favorite people really caught up in getting the words exactly right. Wondering if she's getting them right. Do you hear the grip? Where I can say the same dialogue, I'm wondering if I'm going to get this right. There's no grip. Perfectionism. I'm about to move, or maybe I already did. I was working on this the other day. Perfectionism is going to be a mask. It is a distinct sound. Perfectionism, control, trying to get it right, trying to control what we think of you, being very concerned that we will think badly of you. I have to put a grip in my voice if I'm not going to fully express myself. Now, there's masks at play here too, but this is a literal tightness that comes from all this noise I'm talking about. And what happens is we tighten the grip, the grip gets tighter and tighter and tighter as we push and push and push harder and harder and harder to get what we want. This is problematic in sales, entrepreneurs. If you're tightening the grip in your webinar, if you're tightening the grip in your three-day masterclass, salespeople, interviews, if you are tightening the grip because you have decided things are not going the way you want or you're not going to get the outcome you want or you have to make sure I know where you want to go or you have to try harder to get me there. Do you hear how the grip comes in? And it is a literal physical feeling and it is a sound. And there's an illusion, your subconscious has lied to you to make you believe that if you grip tighter, you will get what you want. You will get the sale. You will get the following. You will get the whatever, but you won't. And the very reason is because a grip keeps us out. In fact, chances are excellent. You're not going to get anything you want if you get tighter and tighter and tighter on that grip. One of the reasons why is because it doesn't let us in. Another reason why is we can subconsciously process that as so rock solid that our brain will go, that sound is so rock solid that our brain will go, yeah, it's not going to, I'm not going to be a part of this what I think won't matter. Let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're doing a sales call 
and you've got this tight grip, that could be read as, yeah, they don't care what I think. They're not, your ideal client is going, yeah, well, I don't think she's going to listen to me. I don't think he cares what I think. I mean, he is going to control this deal. And the majority of it is going down subconsciously. Now, if somebody has an extreme grip, you will consciously be aware of it. You probably wouldn't have called it a grip, but you will hear the tightness. You will hear the shutout. We will start to determine things about you that may or may not be true. We will start to go, whoa, control freak. We will start to go, ooh, I don't know. We'll read it as intensity. Ooh, I don't know if she's very nice. I don't know. He's kind of bossy or whatever it is. Our subconscious is going to make decisions based on that grip. And our subconscious is going to make those decisions because we can't connect. We can't even get close enough to you to find out if that is true or not. And this is why this work is so important. Because we're making decisions based on microscopic sounds, not investigation. Because if you keep us out, we don't get close enough to investigate if we could work with you, if we like you, if you get us, if any of those things. We're going, oh, yeah, control freak. We're going, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I I couldn't really connect with him. And it is working against you that I just had a conversation with somebody about this earlier today. The things we put in place to get the result that we want are the very thing that keep us from getting the result that we want. And this is classic with voice masks. That's where you have probably heard me say that. But it is classic in this too Because you are so focused on the outcome. You are so focused on control. You are so focused on perfection and words and making the impression that you want. And that grip is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And so it's like a kinked garden hose. Have you ever seen a kinked garden hose? The water is on, but nothing's coming out of the spout, out of the hose, because there's a kink. So the water is jammed up and can't flow. So there you are, so focused on saying what you think you need to say to get me to buy, you got a dam up of your water. Nothing's going to flow. But if you unkink that garden hose by releasing the grip, the most perfect words are going to flow out of your mouth. You won't repel us anymore. Words flowing out, it almost doesn't make sense, right? Words flowing out allow me in. Grip on words keeps me out. I think the people that I hear this the most in are the people that I've labeled in our conversation here today. And it's really tricky to get someone that is that controlling, that perfectionistic, that obsessed with getting it right to let go. So how do you remove this vocal grip is not a technical thing, even though it is literally affecting the muscles of your face. It's affecting the muscles of your throat. It is not a technical something in the muscles. It's an 
inside job, just like all of psychology of the voice. I can give you a technique. It's not going to stick until you rewrite what's behind it. But if you want to believe that illusion, you can. But it's not because the inside piece is what is calling the shots. Part of it becomes about trusting yourself. Now, it could be deeper than that. It could be bigger than that. There are some of the people that have had the tightest grip I've ever worked with. They're extremely outcome-driven, extreme control, extreme. I mean, there can be layers and layers of experiences that they have had where they are to the point of refusal of trusting people and letting people in. All that's coming out in their voice. Those are layers that have to be unlayered. But there's two key things, maybe three, maybe four. I'm looking at my list. You have got to start, well, you don't have to do anything. I'm going to highly encourage you to start working from the outcome is yours. And that might feel real Pollyanna. That might feel real, oh, let's fake it till we make it. I can't stand that phrase. The work I do here is about unfaking you. The problem is you've been faking it. You've been pretending to be what you think we want you to be. You've been hiding behind masks. You've been holding on so tight to keep us out, out of fear that we might find out you aren't who you wanted us to believe you were. Are you tired yet? Good grief. But you always have to work from the outcome is yours and get in the conversation. Grip comes from I'm holding on to something too tight. And generally you're holding on to the outcome that you want. Why are you doing that? Because you believe you won't get it. You believe in some delusional way that if you hold on to it that tight, you'll get it. No, it's not about the grip. It's about the connection. It's about how you make me feel. It's about showing me who you are and that you're the person for me and that you're the person that gets me and that you're the person I have to work with or hire or whatever it is. You can't show me that. If y'all gripped up, the outcome is yours. That is an element of trust in yourself that I'm, I'm really focused on that lately with my clients, with the people in my group. That's a whole new bucket that I'm working in. You're not trusting yourself. That's why you're controlling the outcome. You're not trusting that you're going to have the words. That's why you're so focused on them. And for many of you, you've got real proof. Somebody took you down and it was embarrassing and it was horrible. And you're still working from that. Some of you are working from false proof. Another trick of the subconscious that maybe it could happen that you won't have the words, but it all boils down to you're not trusting yourself. You're not trusting that the outcome's yours. That's a worth thing, which so much of this voice work is about. And or you're not trusting that you have the words. I tell my students all the time, yeah, I prepare for your class. 
If I go do a presentation or teach a class or whatever, I prepare to a degree. I have an outline. I'm not standing up and doing it 32 times before I show up. But I say to them, before I do anything, I say, give me the words I need. Give me the words that person needs to hear because I'm not going to kid myself into believing I am that all powerful. It's bigger than that. When I taught in Austin, that I made a comment one day. I taught down there for a while and I made a comment about, I'm just the vessel. And they, they thought that was so funny and they kept calling me that. But that's the truth. I believe that I'm going to have the words. Yes, I've done the work. Yes, I've done the yards. Yes, I've done the research. Yes, I've done this forever. But I trust that I'm going to have the words. And you know, the thing about it is when I switched from full on blow your lips technique to doing what I was put here to do, I did the same thing then. And I didn't have 30 years of experience and research at that time. But I trusted I would know. I trusted I had it. And I trusted the outcome was mine. The rest is history. Here we are all these years later, massive referral business, waiting list, loving what I do. Can't get enough of it. Get to work with amazing people all over the world. And a big part of it was no grip because I trust. And trusting yourself, trusting the outcomes yours, trusting you have the words, all of that, that eradicates grip is really confidence, is really worth. But we won't gravitate to you with a voice grip. So you might want to think about, hmm, do I have a voice grip? Do I ever have a voice grip? Where do I have a voice grip? Who brings the voice grip out in me? Give that some thought. Start to pay attention to what you're doing and release the grip. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. This, was, this one was a little shorter, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know when I started. But that's it for today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you again for being a listener. And I look forward to having you again next episode. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 